That segment was brought to you by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast just as great as this in one place. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to Washed Up, presented by Anchor. The fellas are back again. Brez went through a little bit. We get into that to start. And then we talk a little bit about sports because we've done a good job so far not making this a sports podcast. But this whole quarantine and isolation is weighing on us with no sports. So welcome back to the Washed Up podcast. Pretty baby, yeah, you look so good to me. had one hell of a week if you want to lead us in i was gonna say i was like well i've definitely had one hell of a week yeah in, sure. i've been in the hospital for the entire week uh first thought i had a root canal turned out to be something caught in my gums so i got that painfully removed and then on my way home from the endodontist i got food poisoning from panera on friday and then yeah. that food poisoning turned into insane stomach pain into Saturday and Sunday. And then I rushed to the hospital on Saturday night at like 5.30 in the morning. And then I ended up getting my appendix ripped out of me and part of my gallbladder and was not allowed to eat or drink anything for like four or five days. But I'm back at home now. Hell but yeah. Am, uh, Hell tender. yeah. You We're know it's like touching bad when you know it's bad when you say that you had to go to the endodontist. <laughs> yeah. Whatever the hell. <laughs> Bro, I had no fucking clue what an endodontist was until he was basically going Jeffrey Dahmer on my gums. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, so okay. I didn't get the gist of that. Uh, you thought you had a root canal, and then your stomach started hurting? Or were they yeah. Connected? Wait, so they're connected? No, they were not at all. It was just a horrible oh run of blood. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yo, Dude, I'm... I was just getting gang-banged. Like, life was just doing me dirty. Dirty, man. Quarantine, too? That's yeah. the trifecta. I'm, uh... I'm fully now, I was before, but now I'm fully in on the hatred for Panera. I had, yeah, I've been calling it an asshole for the last couple of months. I think no. me and Brez, uh, before all this was done, when we like spur of the moment, like bought a website and we were like, let's fucking work on it. And like, let's get it all ready. Um, we got Panera and after I had it, I was like, this just is so fake healthy that I just can't stand it. And I think oh, I'm done okay. with it. I get I get that aspect of it, but it's fucking delicious. It's it's so <laughs> not anymore. It is not delicious. Bro, uh, after what it did to me, I'm never eating that again. Dude, I've oh, had that makes sense. Yes. I've had I've had like 
the last three times, some minuscule thing, like some tiny little bullshit has gone wrong in my like order. I'll take a bite and there's like something just not edible in there. And I'm like, well, this isn't right. Yeah. I was just having this conversation with somebody else or it was like about my dad or something. Like he went back to the drive-thru because they got like a tomato wrong or something on a burger. And what's your guys take on that? I think a thousand percent you should take it back every time and try and get a refund because like you had, you literally had one job. Yeah. I also, um, I agree with that. I, I like that idea, that mindset, but I'm also terrified of confrontation. So yeah, I'm way I, too never lazy. I never do it. I never do it. I just agree with the fact that people do. For yeah. me, for me, I can I can see where Brez comes from in saying that I'm lazy, and I'll use that as my excuse. But deep down in my body, I know it's because I don't want to go back and be like, "Hey, um, so there's a, there was a tomato. I asked for no <laughs> tomatoes. Um, but like, I'm a grown ass man. I can eat a tomato. You know." All yeah. I'm saying is, if somebody puts alfalfa sprouts on my shit, I'm gonna flip the goddamn table. I hate alfalfa sprouts, so I will seek out confrontation if it involves alfalfa sprouts. Like when you go through a drive-through and someone's really nice, you leave and you're like, "Oh wow, that person was really nice." But like 95% of the time, they're not. So you don't want to go back and just hear them be like, "Oh, you motherfucker!" Like, of course, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. And I'd like, I will eat anything. Like, I'm the furthest from a picky eater. But when I do have like a picky side of me when I'm choosing an entree or like ordering somewhere and it's wrong, like, whoever I'm out to dinner with will be like, oh, send it back. That's not what you ordered. I'll be like, I I don't want to start a fuss. Yeah, right. Because. my grandma's like that all the time. She's like, send it back, send it back. I'm like, nah, no, no, no. Right. It's like, one, I've worked in the service industry, so I don't want to do that. I also and- think the people who haven't worked in the service industry who order and like put stuff back to just be an asshole, like, I get it. I can see both sides of the story because one, I did only have one job, but two, like, you came in on a Friday night at 8 p.m. expecting perfect service. I'm one right. person, and I'm literally sprinting around a restaurant right now. Yeah. Like, you're all- really truthful about the whole situation is that if it comes to the table and it's wrong, I'm not waiting 15 minutes to get my food back Exactly. Again. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, if you order a chicken Alfredo and, like, maybe your chicken isn't cooked all the way, like, in what way is that my fault? Like, right. Right. Like I plugged it in and everything and I'll bring it out to you. But at what point do you just man up and be like, hey, this is food. It's solid. And I got three drinks under my belt. This is totally okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also part of it's part of our company to usually serve the chicken cooked, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm more of a salmonella kind of guy. Yeah. I told him to actually make it raw. You look like a raw person. (laughs) Hey, you look like a raw guy, and your wife looks like she's not a fan of that. But, I mean, from the looks of your four kids, it looks like you're a good fan of raw. (laughs) Sorry we didn't pull out the chicken, but your kid can eat whatever since you didn't pull your dick out. Yeah. I love that sweatshirt you got on, Cliff. Stay positive. I love it. See, I got it gambling-wise, but now I wear it in these times and everyone's like that's a good message and i was like you should see my bank account yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> the stay rad. positive is great. Like the old lady across the street from me, I was wearing it when I like uh, her like garbage cans fell over in the wind and I like ran across the street and she just happened to be outside. She was like, thanks. Like, that was so nice of you. And then I turned and I was like, no problem. She saw the sweatshirt. She was like, oh, stay positive. What a great message. And I was like, I'm down in what way is that good yeah the thing about this is that like you guys know me pretty well and some of our listeners probably know me pretty well is that like i'm probably the hardest person to piss off to be honest like i i don't know why i've always been happy like it's just really hard to get me mad it's also really hard it's really hard to get either any of us mad like i've I've maybe i've maybe seen brez furious once i've maybe i don't know if i've seen brady furious other than at his own family like it takes a lot of outside sources to get us like legitimately mad outside of the ones that we love yeah Yeah. that's what happened this week like with the corona and everything and anything else that's going on i was legitimately like i walked in the office and one of the ladies who works up front goes, how are you feeling today? Zero out of 10. And I always say 10 just to keep morale high. And I said 10 again, but in my mind, I was like, I want to say zero. I want to say zero. I want to say zero. <laughs> like so bad. Like this is really, this has brought me to the brinks. Like I've been like agitated as fuck. Yeah. Very fed up with this whole thing. Yeah. We've started this as like a, um, a podcast where we wouldn't always talk about sports, but I think we've made it far enough in we've made it eight episodes without making a fully sports episode but right. i think we have to address the elephant in the room that life is going insane and my head is going even more insane without the fact that i can't watch my favorite teams and i cannot participate in any like outside activity yeah. competition and we get to watch the last dance which is great but that just reminds you of how much, like, not to the level of Jordan, but how much you love competition throughout just the day-to-day thing. Right. Yeah. When he said he had a competition problem instead of a gambling problem, that was one of the greatest things I've ever heard. Most relatable also, things. Like, let me get this point across. I understand that people are dying, and this is a very serious thing. Right. But the next person to ever tell me that sports is just like sports, it's just a game, I'm going to scissor kick them in the throat because without sports i am going <laughs> fucking bananas it is not just a game it's not a game no i uh so it literally is there to like maintain sanity like this coronavirus consider how much more palpable this like stay at home mandate would be if we could watch the basketball playoffs, NHL playoffs, and even regular season baseball. I was moister than an oyster in the fucking hospital watching Korean baseball. <laughs> I stayed up until one in the morning so I could watch six innings of a freaking Korean baseball game. Yeah. Just because it's sports. I'm not even giving myself like that little sliver of sports. I'm refusing to watch Korean baseball. Like I'm refusing to watch any sports until they're all back. Yeah, I mean wow. I as I can agree I with I can agree with Brady on like I, I don't want to watch Korean baseball. Like, right. that's not something I want to do. But the fact that that's the only thing and the closest thing we have to it, like, I'm teetering on the idea of turning it on. 
because I can't sleep anyway. My sleep schedule is completely thrown out the window. I don't know what time I go to sleep. Waking up is the reason I stay up so late is because the whole world's asleep and I have no anxiety. It's like I know I shouldn't be doing anything but sleep right now. So I can hang out, be on my phone guilt free. Like, right. You stay up because the world's anxiety throughout the day has just led you to a crisis in your head that keeps you up. Right. And so I like before all this happened, um, I was a sub on a soccer team. And I don't know if you guys know anything about my soccer days. I was a run fast, kick hard kind of guy and was never very talented. Like I didn't have any capabilities to like give the team. But like one of my buddies, Graham, texted me and was like, hey, can you play this? Can you be our goalie for this game? And I was like, hell yeah. And he was like, only thing is it's at 1030. And he texted me at like five. I thought I was going to have to like strap on the cleats and head out right now. And it was like five hours later. And I was like, I told my mom, I was like, hey, I'm heading out. She was like, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going to play a soccer game. She was like, at 1030? And I was like, yes. Yes. Yeah. So like people, <laughs> like you don't understand for like me and all of us, we grew up with competition. We grew up with sports. It's more than just a game. And that sounds so fucking weird and like so soft, but it is what it is. And like, I am fidgety all the time and I need, like my body's breaking down from not doing anything. And I right. thought for the longest time that my body would break down from me trying to do the things I did in high school. Like I thought my legs were going to break down from trying to dunk when I'm 30, not from laying on the couch in isolation. Uh, yeah, I totally agree. I want to talk about, since you started talking about soccer, my fourth grade year was the first time that I ever like tried out for the team. And in fourth grade, I was probably 5'2" probably pushing 180 pounds and I have no idea what's going on in the in soccer like I have no idea like what it's about and my coach like looks at me and goes uh yeah center mid I go that's that's the guy who runs runs around all the time uh-huh. I'm like never stops running yeah uh, and uh well, I was pretty decent at it but I was flabbergasted that they chose the 5-2 fat kid to play center mid but yeah, that's a bold strategy, Kyle. What we were saying about that it's more than a game is that I'm a pretty emotional guy, and I've cried a few times, 700, but whatever. And counting. Um, <laughs> like, sports is like probably 75% of the times that I've cried, it's, it's probably from sports. Like, sports has actually brought me to tears like multiple, multiple times. Like, yeah, that's great. People say that it's just a game. Yeah. And then that makes me a psycho, and so be it. Yeah, I I can completely relate to that fact because I remember when the Bears lost the Super Bowl to the Colts, like Devin Hester ran back the opening kick and like I was as happy as could be. And then the end of the game happens and we're at a Super Bowl party at my cousin's and my mom's like, all right, Pat, it's time to go. Like we got to head home. And I was like, do you not know what just happened? And I'm sitting. I cried my eyes out I'm after sulking, that Super Bowl. I'm sulking on the couch, and my mom's like, "Come on, let's go." And I was like, "Why? Do you not let me sit in these emotions?" <laughs> and the thing that goes under the radar for that game is the fact that Devin Hester returned 
the first fucking play of the game. 105 yards to the, for a touchdown. I know. It's outrageous. I'm not, I'm not trying to keep bringing this up because I'm sure it was fucking horrible. But after that, how the fuck do you lose? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also because um, the Bears have never once had a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, and Rex Peyton Grossman Manning. versus right. Peyton Manning? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that new thing that's popping up about the Bears never talking to Deshaun Watson and, like, basically that the Bears are, like, racist? Well, oh, my God. Deshaun dude, I've Watson been got canceled oh because my God. it's been proven that the Bears, one, sent scouts to his pro day, had yeah. two in-person meetings with him, and called him on the phone. So he's straight up lying. Deshaun Watson is going to be one of those guys that has fucking tremendous talent that is not remembered in like 10, 15 years for his NFL days. He's going to be Donovan McNabb 2.0. But, like, I don't know if it's more him or, I mean, obviously it's a lot of Bill O'Brien trying to be Belichick, but he has gotten either fucked or it's his fault. I don't know. Yeah. Deshaun has had the worst offensive lines. Yeah, but also my favorite dynamic of like going and picking someone's brain is Bill O'Brien saying, waking up one day and being like, you know what, we don't need DeAndre Hopkins. And you know who's going to be a great fit and just basically the team's going to be the exact same is Brandon Cooks. Yeah, the guy who is a walking fucking away from not even existing anymore. Like, Jesus Christ. He's, he's like 25 or 26. Yeah. But he's had like 11 billion concussions. Yeah, but all, and also he's one of those guys who's been on six teams. Like, yeah. nobody, you don't do that if you're as valuable as DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, it's, it's arguably the best receiver in the NFL. Speaking of the NFL, I am very worried that Jameis Winston is going to give the Saints the playbook for week one. Fox Saints. Yeah, he is. I mean... It's going to be great because you have four amazing quarterbacks on the same field. Jameis, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Taysom Hill. Yeah. Four electric <laughs> personalities in the best game of the world. Well, four future all-famers, no doubt. Hands mm-hmm. down. I, um, I don't know if we talked about this a little bit. I think we talked about it a little bit last episode on how – the Eagles are planning to run a uh, Saints offense on steroids with a dual QB threat of Jalen Hurts. I don't Hurts think Jalen Hurts can be as good as Taysom Hill is. I don't either. I Taysom want a fucking linebacker. Yeah, I want Jalen Hurts to be so good. So do I. I like him a lot. I think it's just it just shows like this is one thing people the the it's just sports people don't understand. It's like you got to understand what Jalen Hurts went through because he led a team to the national championship. Then he led that team to another national championship and ended up not playing a great first half. Then he gets subbed out for the guy who goes fifth overall, but he doesn't quit. He goes, he transfers, he's in the running for Heisman. He leads Oklahoma to a great season, one loss. Like, that's a different breed of person. Like, that's someone to look up to. And people yeah, yeah, don't understand. I really that. hope he gets traded, though, because I fucking hate everything Philadelphia. Yeah, very true. They are not great people. Um, oh, I can tell you all about them. 
Yeah, I mean, Buck Schmel, you know. Yeah, oh, favorite yeah. worse than AIDS. <laughs> oh god! But last year we were at the Phillies game, and it was the first time I've ever seen Bryce Harper, and it was the first year he was on the team, and we sat in the bleachers, uh, yeah. the right field bleachers, and I was chirping Bryce Harper about his pants because he wears tight pants, and uh, this kid from Philly was screaming the whole game, and I was treating the fuck out on the whole entire game. Like he would get up and start screaming, and I he was a chubbier guy, and like he would start like almost panting. I'd be like, "Hey, take a breath, buddy." <laughs> fucking so many, so many laughs. It was sick. <laughs> and then <just laughs> one in the tenth inning. Uh, obviously, it wasn't a walk off because it was at Wrigley. But fucking Real Muto hit a home run, and I like never been in a situation where I wanted to disappear so fast in my life yeah but that's one of the things where you just gotta own it you gotta you gotta stand up you gotta stand up you gotta look that dude who you just called chubby right in the eye you gotta take the rest of your beer chug it and maybe even just pour it over your head like you own the you you messed up you own it you move on but that's when that was right when i started to think i was like I loved when the Cubs won the World Series. It was one of the best days of my life. But thinking about being my age now, like 20s, like early 20s, mm-hmm. and the Cubs being so bad and going to games like that and losing every time like they lost, I have so much sympathy for lifelong Cub fans that are like 10 years older. Yeah. That's one that thing that makes the World Series that much more satisfying for them. No, I know, but what I'm saying is that you go through that and you chirp fans and you can get wasted and then lose, like, all the time, like, unbearably. Yeah. One of the one of the worst things to realize during this whole thing is, like, where could we be and what could we be doing if this wasn't happening? And, like, right oh now... God, I piss drunk in the ditch. Right now, what we sh- where we should be is in the bleachers at some game or had tickets to some game and end up not leaving the bar. What we should be doing is that it would be so early in the season that the Cubs, Sox, fucking social media rival like battles would be going crazy right now. Yeah. They would be amazing. Yeah. Because if, like, the Sox would be whatever – just I don't know. Great, how many we'd games. be undefeated. Seven, and the Cubs would be seventeen and eight, and then social media would just blow the fuck up, and it'd be hilarious. Yeah, Brady, we uh, so JMO was supposed to be on here, and but he came over yesterday. We had a couple social distancing drinks. We abided by the rules, um, but that last two years ago when we went to the Cubs Sox game, and just got. So dumb. You posted oh a picture. God. You posted a picture about it today, and I I still need to apologize to this day because it is such a great picture, and I had to be the asshole that did the fucking two fingers around the mouth, tongue out. <laughs> and I was like, that was so funny. It's it, it it was funny in the moment, but I didn't realize how like actually good of a picture it was because if you cut out the bottom everyone's like smiling like phil looks good chris is smiling and you don't see that often and then you just go down and it's pat clifford in a Sox jersey just (sighs) yeah it's like why why do that man with we needed that though without that we all look like good human beings and that we're good people yeah, like not the people. I worded that wrong, but you know what I mean. Like that we weren't 
piss drunk at 1030 and we were behaving ourselves the rest of the day. Yeah, exactly. we. so I don't know about your story, but did you ever go into that game, Brady? Yeah, Wills Contreras had two home runs. Yeah, so well, we were at the bar when he hit the first one. And then we uh, we went into the game, and uh, me, Chris, and James are sitting down. And I don't think we were in the game for more than an inning. Yeah, I know. I remember you guys telling me about that. But after I saw Wilson at the first home run, I wasn't leaving. And I was with, like, four or five Sox fans, like, right next to me in the seats, and I just had her out in their face. Yeah. And the right fielder, I'm pretty sure, pretty sure it was Polka. I'm not positive, but pretty sure it was Polka. Two years ago, it, it would have been Polka because he was murdering baseballs. It was first and yeah. second with two outs. It was either second and third or first and second with two outs. And someone hit, like, a blooper into right field. And he's right under it and then overruns it, falls down, and it drops in. And it was probably the, uh, I don't know, I've had some great moments. It was top five best moments of my life. I was screaming and chirping everybody around me. It was fucking phenomenal. That's, I know you don't really like that clip, but. Like, that's one of the, that's another thing that we're missing is just the bar screaming at each other. Like, we are some of the best friends in the world. Like the yeah. group of guys that we go out with is like some that I'll treasure for eternity. But right. when those Cubs play those socks, I want to murder anyone with the Cubs. Jerseys are out. Let yeah. alone like take away if the Cubs socks play on Saturday and all you guys were in my garage and we were kissing each other, smooching, loving each other. But the day the game happens, I'm going to wring your neck. And I'm going to yeah. call you a Fairweather fan and you only like them because blah, blah, blah. I'm going all in because I know at the end of the day when the game's over and the next day comes around, we're still going to crack a beer. Right. It's the best day of the year because you get to say what you want to say without meaning it. Right. Exactly. Because like, we're all going to wake up the next day and be like, man, what a fun day. I don't regret anything I say, but I know that we're good. Yeah. We're supposed to each other. I hate you. You're a loser. You're a bum. Next day, dude, those cup socks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I love that we have uh, having three people on this podcast really ties it all in because we have two Sox fans and a Cubs fan. We have three Chicago fans just of – like who we are, which is great for camaraderie. But we have Brady, who's just a wild card for any team. Like me and Brez have pretty similar views when it comes to sports. And then yeah. we have no idea where Brady ranks besides <laughs> Cubs. Like, it's my my moon sign, dude. I'm I'm a Pisces. I'm all over the place. <laughs> Eat oh, a bag of butt. Dude, the best part about this is that the only team that we all agree on is the Hawks, and I guarantee we probably never talk about them. <laughs> no, yep. because yep. I I uh, I'm a pretty athletic guy. Not that anyone doesn't know that. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but the minute you put ice skates on my feet, I look like a deer fresh out of the womb. And I'm oh not God. like I have too much pride in order to like Chris. 
Chris wanted my fantasy football coming in last place punishment to be I have to play for his men's league hockey team. And I was like, why would you even want that on your team? Like, you should have me play for the other team. Like, it's if you're like really good at skating and playing hockey. And this is like probably way lower tier of it, but people always are like, oh, I can go play hockey. Or I can go and go play volleyball. And I was pretty solid at volleyball. Also something that probably nobody knows. But people would come on and be like, oh, yeah, I can do it. I can do it. And look like absolute buffoons trying uh-huh. to play. Yeah. Like there's three sports that you can just go out there and play, not be dominant at, so nobody be mad. You can go out there and you can figure out football. You can figure out basketball. And you can figure out baseball. You can't figure out baseball. You can, no, fig- you can figure like- out softball. You can't figure right. out baseball. I mean, you could, if you have some kid who's never played the fucking sport before and you need him to be your ninth guy, he can suffice. Yeah, be because great. because there's eight other players. Like but if, that's yeah. yes, that's what I mean, but that's all. That's other sports as well. That's the same thing with basketball and football, in my opinion. But I'm just saying, in the terms of hockey, is number one, and golf is number two with harder sports. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, just just because of what it takes in order to like be able to get on the ice, like you yeah. can have all the hand-eye coordination and the mental awareness, but doing things on frozen water or just water take me out of the equation. I don't want to participate. Huge land guy, big land guy, and I, I don't mind the water, but once it's frozen, just don't even consider it. Yeah. Brez, I know you're a big water guy, and I will remember to this day, I don't remember the circumstances, but I got into a pool, and there was water polo balls, and it was you, me, Justin, and Farmer, and for those who don't know who Matt Farmer is, he's one of the best water polo players that... His probably, he's on the men's national team currently. Yeah, like he's he, on he, in line to be an Olympian. Yeah, so and, great. You guys know him so well because his mom watched me for like ever. What? Yeah, really? Yeah, he's like my babysitter, like good family friends, like when we were when we were younger. Yeah, but like so, I get in the water and these guys are just like murderers, and I'm like. I, I, that can't be legal. And Brez will, I will, this will ring in the back of my head for all of eternity. Brez goes, yeah, refs can't see underwater that well. Everything's on limits. And I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. I was like, what happens underwater? And he was like, oh, a lot, a lot of things oh, happen like, underwater. I heard about that. And I'm just like, no fucking way. The weirdest thing was our dirtiest player on our high school team was our goalie. It was hilarious. Tammy? So, like, Tammy. Tammy <laughs> would literally swim out, and then, like, if there was, like, a center, so, like, the center would have his back towards the goal, Tommy would stick his foot down the back of the kid's speedo to try and drown him, so whoever was guarding that kid could punch him in the face and, like, light him up. <laughs> oh, How my God. People get caught. Not very often, because nobody's expecting the goalie to be fucking with field players. No, I know that. I'm just saying, like, do you ever get caught? Uh, yeah, you get caught. You get an infection. You wouldn't get, like, a brutality. Oh, my God. It's like a fucking lawsuit. And yeah. for, for those listening that don't know who Tommy is, he's one of the cuddliest, loviest 
people to ever have in your friend group. He's like a close talker who is one hell of a conversationalist and like straight up just one of the most pure guys in the world. But I can totally see a switch in him. It's always those guys. It's always those guys. Like some of the fiercest competitors exclude Michael Jordan because on and off the court, just competitor and like will say it to your face and that's why he made it to the next level. But like that high school athlete who just has that competitive gene, he's also a super fucking good dude. Yeah. That's honestly pretty rare though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've I've played a bunch of baseball. I mean, not really, yeah. Yeah, I played like. Shocking. When you play a bunch of baseball guys, like the stigma of them is just like a lip in asshole, like dude. And I'll give it to you because a lot of them are. Like I've I've played with the same person who like they're the same person on and off the field, and I'm like, dude, have a switch. Like, yeah, it's our team having a couple beers. Like, relax a little bit. But, like, that's also the guy who's getting drafted out of high school rather than me who's trying to keep my rotator intact, ra- rotator cuff intact while drinking a Bud Light seltzer. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I'm just saying this because I never – I mean, wouldn't want to say never had a shot because everybody has a shot. Mm-hmm. But those guys on the team that wouldn't, like, be able to let loose and, like, would had a chance to go D1 and shit, like, don't be such a loser. Have a beer. Come out every now and then. Don't go home and fucking watch tape on a Saturday night. I can never have that life. Yeah, hey, that was a hardo for a while. It, it yeah. gets exhausting. Hey, but um, <laughs> hate to tie it in this perfectly, but what's the name of this podcast, brother? <laughs> <laughs> it's a different breed, my guy. If we wanted yeah. to make it, that's what we would have had to do. <laughs> Fuck, I don't think I could have done it. It's basically what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I like to keep it in the back of my head that I totally could have gone pro or at least Division One, But then again, <laughs> definitely couldn't have. <laughs> yeah, Thing. Like, I was so serious about sports for so long that I thought I had a shot, but I still had fun. Yeah. Like, it was, a, it was like, actually probably an alarming amount of time that I thought I was going to go like you want. <laughs> yeah, same. So we got, uh, we got a couple minutes left. Um, do you guys want to get into a little bit about how sweet this last dance is and how sane it's keeping us? After a whole other week of than, bullshit. Other than the competitive comment, when he, they beat the Cavs and he tells all the reporters to go the fuck home, yeah. was the coolest thing. Because Michael Jordan was God, dude, at the time. Like, yeah. I'm religious. I don't find it sacrilegious to say that because you guys get what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. guy, nobody, if he ran for president, he would have won fucking by a long shot. If he's ridiculing these people that badly so publicly like those people probably went home and didn't know what to do with themselves yeah oh they just cold like rolled up into a ball and died i've got to be honest with you i was too whacked out on pain pills to like really kind of process it at the time <laughs> but like i gotta go back and rewatch it yeah um but the interview that he was talking like he had in his sunglasses talking about gambling was oh the most hilarious thing in the world. Yeah. So, the side bit that comes up and is just like whoever was interviewing him was like, 
wearing sunglasses probably wasn't the best move there. <laughs> yeah. All I thought while that was going on was, I'll apologize, but I'm not taking off my sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. But that was – it was – perfect because you give you give me that attention on and off what I do like anywhere he went rather than his hotel room or where he's excluded from everybody he was berated it was like a championship parade every time he stepped out of a building yeah and it was the worst person for it to happen to like be as it may and think what you want about him not going out to endorse that political figure that was in that race. Right. And right now, all the guy cared about was basketball. Yeah. That's probably where his flaws came up. And he wasn't a perfect person in my eyes. He forever will be, but he was a perfect basketball player. He didn't care about fame. All he cared about was basketball. That's all he wanted. He didn't care if he had a million followers or had five. All he cared about was basketball. Another thing that um, like messes with my sense of time is that MJ played through the development of the three-pointer. Yeah, right. Yeah. He wasn't even there when he got drafted. Right. And that is baffling to my mind. I'm like, oh, that had to happen like before I was even like conceived, you know, like. But also, Larry Bird was already in the league before Michael, and it's gone down as one of the best three-point shooters of all time. And he had it for like seven years of his career, maybe. I mean, probably way off on the math. But yeah, it had- one of the things that'll separate us in the podcast world is when we actually have knowledge about what we're talking about due to yeah, the, right. But we're right. like, ah, it, it, it's around the time when it happened. So math uh, and numbers are all relative. Yeah. And so is time, and that's what I'm starting to realize. Like, time is so fucking strange, and I can't stand it. Like, that's one of the biggest things. Like, during this quarantine, I'm on the verge of a panic attack at all times. Like, I'll be, I'll be having, like, a breakfast bagel and be like, oh, shit, anxiety. Where are you? You're going to pop off today? Like, are we having that's a That's de- thing about having anxiety all the time during this. When you feel normal, you just go, oh, fuck, where is it? And yeah, you it yeah, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. Okay, back to sports. Um. The funny <laughs> thing is, we, we mentioned, I said at the start, like, we were going to dive this whole thing into sports because, but, like, just our natural talking has led us through and out and back into it. Yeah. So I think, like... This is entertaining from any aspect of it, and I know people don't want a strictly sports podcast, but with our ADHD fucking brains, there's no oh chance God. we can stay on the same topic for more than 10 minutes before That's we... That's a thousand percent what wash up means. Exactly. There's a point in your life where you're like, okay, I can't do this anymore. And then you have a good game, and you're like, oh shit, I'm getting back, I'm going, going training five days a week, and then you come back down and you come back up. That's what you do. Yeah, it's like that on a fractal nature, like on a super microcosm. Big words again. Yeah. <laughs> Brez, it's... God, we have you, Brez, because you bump our IQ up like a thousand. I'm not saying Cliff is stupid because he's not. But you just like <laughs> it, is, it is great because like during this record sesh, I can see just Brez and Brady 
I can't really see myself. So when Brez says something to that extent, I can see it go into Brady's head. Then I can see him. Then I can see him try to understand what it was, and then it goes to his mouth where he's like, "Big word." <laughs> it's like a whole fucking process of how do I cope with the fact that Brez said five words that I know, ten that I'm not sure how to pronounce. <laughs> So going off of that, Brez says it like so naturally that he understands everything that's coming out of his mouth, and that's something I'll never be able to uh-huh. fathom. Like when people talk about shit that is like important or like educational, and they know exactly what they're talking about, and I have no fucking clue how it comes so naturally to them because I have no fucking clue what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, Brady. I've been there all the time. Yeah, Brez is, because you surround yourself with people who talk like that. I don't on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because in Brady's head, me and him are intellectually spectacular. But in our in real, actual day lives, we're nothing but just a smidge above average. <laughs> I am the jack-of-all-trades, master of none. That's what I'll <laughs> Oh, and I'll drink to that, fellas. Always spectacular seeing you. One more for the Cheers, homies. Uh, only um, but let's keep it real, Brez. We're super ecstatic that you're back and feeling better. Yeah, Thanks, fellas. I'm glad to be back. Um, Hopefully staying healthy. Yeah, so that's the goal of this whole thing is we got to find a way to get through this because, like, our biggest thing right now is we don't have – sports to like the biggest thing that would help us is if there was a date in the future that we knew things could get to a normal like normal feel but we don't have that so to be a little mushy right here just to like see us and like we can shoot this shit just like normal how we would it's mentally refreshing and it keeps us fucking amazing dude yeah Yeah. and we might have been beat all of April, but May is a new month. June's a new month. July's a new month. <laughs> and we got plenty more years ahead of us, fellas. So let's keep the energy high. Me. And Brady, how about you leave us with our Saturday mentality? Okay, so if you don't follow me on Instagram, you don't know this right now, but you only get 52 Saturdays. I promise you that. That's 100% true. That is the only probably 100% thing I'll ever say on this podcast. So you have to attack all of them. It doesn't matter if you're in quarantine. You only have one day of the week where you don't have to work that day and not work the next day, and that is Saturday. Take advantage of it. Have fun. Spend time with family. I don't care what you do. Just wear a smile. And just realize that this will be over eventually. Saturdays are earned, not given. When you're coming from the city of Mike drop. Brady, where are you going? You can't get Hey, 
this shit is a breeze Me and my ego, we thick as some thieves I got tricks up my sleeve And I'm playing for keeps I don't answer to no one I march to the beat of my own drum I ain't really wanna boast, but Word on the street is my name, it been spreading like butter on toast, bruh Put that down folk, man, who tryna smoke some? Low, blowing through the stoplights I got this rapping on lock light When you're coming from the city of wind You either got it or you don't You can come 